Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Yo, welcome to the bar. Come on and pull up a seat. And open up your Bible, what a wonderful feast The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets The inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet This where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you We're your source for resources To help you on your way as you battle mean forces This is for the people who can see the importance Of sound theology and the scripture that support it And this is for the truth lovers Biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations Yeah, welcome to the modern the Reformation, yeah. The Bar, Biblical and Reformed. Welcome everybody to The Bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building. Right back in here another Tuesday. Super excited like always to be coming through your speakers, through your earbuds, through your Alexa, through your, uh, 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 I don't know what you listen to us on, but I'm just thankful that you just decided to listen in on The Bar. And just like every week, man, I always like to start the show off thanking the listeners. You guys make this fun. You make this awesome. Um, I I got a challenge for the listeners. Those this week that listen to this show, I challenge you to screenshot you listening to this episode with this special guest. I'm going to announce them in a minute. Screenshot this episode, post it on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and tag us, man, and just show people that you're listening. Show them that real time listening to the bar. So I want to send that out to the listeners, man. Y'all do that for me. Screenshot today's show as you listen and post it on your social media tag the bar podcast but and uh, i guess getting right into the 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 meat of things and super excited that this uh young man decided to come on my show um definitely you know i had to pull teeth and all that stuff to 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 get them bribe them just kidding it was it was it was awesome but uh we have on none other than a brother uh i'm guessing i don't know i'll let you introduce yourself but uh Erwin, uh what what let me first first let me start this out. Look, I, I my listeners are probably like he's all over the place right now. Uh I'm a little excited. <laughs> I'm I'm running in from work, literally like with laptop in hand, logging in, trying to get to this interview. But sir, can you introduce yourself to the folks? Tell a little bit about yourself and uh we'll get into sure. the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Glad to. Thanks for for having me on, Brother Dwayne. Uh, and first uh, let me just say thank you for calling me a young man. I'm a, I'm very appreciative of of that. With all of these gray hairs that've been multiplying in my beard, I can I can appreciate being referred to uh, as a young man. Amen. Uh, so yeah, Erwin Int is my name. I I serve currently as a as a pastor on staff with uh, Grace DC Network of. Uh, PCA Churches, Presbyterian Church in America here in the nation's capital. So I'm on staff as a pastor uh, with these uh, congregations, but also serving as the director of our uh, newly established Grace DC Institute for Cross-Cultural Mission. So my background is I grew up in New York City in Brooklyn, New York. Um, I lived there 
for the first 25 plus years of my life. And uh, my wife and I, and at the time one child, uh, moved uh, from Brooklyn to uh, Silver Spring, Maryland, right outside of D.C. Uh, back in 95. And then uh, eventually uh, we uh, we joined a church in, in the district. Uh, eventually is a long, I'm putting a lot into this 30 yeah. seconds, but uh, but um, but actually became exposed to reform theology here in this area. Kind of listening to uh, R.C. Sproul and Ligonier Ministries broadcast in the uh, 96, 97 time frame. Had a sense of call to ministry. Went to uh, Reform Theological Seminary, the D.C. campus. Uh, enrolled there part time, and then entered ministry uh, first as an intern in a, uh, a PCA church plant in Bowie, Maryland, pastored by uh, by Kevin Smith, a mentor and a good friend of mine who's down in Chattanooga, Tennessee, now at New City Fellowship down there. Uh, but he mentored me in ministry, and I entered into the pastorate in 2006. I uh, was ordained in the PCA in 2007 when we planted um, uh, City of Hope Presbyterian Church in Columbia, Maryland. Uh, served as uh, the pastor of that church in 2007 to 2017 uh, when uh, I stepped down and then transitioned into my current role. My wife and I, Kim, have been married 26 years, and we have uh, four children, three boys and a girl, Jelani, our oldest son, Nabil, our second son, Zakia, uh, our daughter, and Jeremiah, our youngest, bringing up the rear. So that's me in about maybe 90 seconds. Nice, nice, good stuff, man. I, you know, it, I, I kind of picked up on the New York thing. That's why, I, like, okay. my mind was like a little confused because I was like DC, but I feel right. I, I hear a little New York in there okay. somewhere. Okay, I got a <laughs> lot of folks. You. Yeah, man. Yeah, because you know us, yeah. us country folks down here, we can we, we recognize <laughs> we got an accent. You know, y'all say yeah, it's not yeah. an accent, but you know, right? That's hey, what you talking about? Accent? What you mean? Right, 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 right. No, legit, man. <laughs> So, man, I want to start off. Um, I'm trying to ring it in, man. I, you, you make it sure. so easy. So I'm, I'm going to start off with try to be a little bit serious. Um, All right. Let's talk about, because uh, I have a lot of uh, local pastors and church planners or guys even thinking about it. Let's talk about that yeah. side of the game when you when you first, sure. you know, did that. Talk about the, I guess, the transition into, uh, I guess, being in a place to make a church plant, and then some of the key things that you learned during that process on that first one. Sure, sure. Well, uh, let me say, I never, well, one, I never thought I'd be a Christian. Two, uh, I never thought I'd be a pastor. And three, I never thought I'd be a church planter. So, <laughs> so this is all is all the the Lord's doing, you know. And so it really, for me, when I, one of the key things, man, I will have to say, this is for ministry in general, but particularly for church planting, is that I, uh, as I said, I, I was, I was mentored uh, by, uh, by Pastor Kevin Smith, um, and serving in the context of of Mount Zion Covenant Church is the name of the church as a, as a pastoral intern while I was going through seminary uh, was a, was a key key aspect to both ministry and church planting. So Mount Zion was a church plant started in the late '90s. One of mm-hmm. the 
one of the earlier uh, church plants in the PCA that was pastored by an African-American, an African-American church planter. And so my opportunity, really not necessarily just to be sitting and learning wisdom from Kevin, who's certainly a phenomenal preacher and would give, us, give me advice, but just kind of watching him, mm-hmm, watching mm-hmm. him as he shepherded the flock, watching him as he uh, strove really in prayer on his knees for the Lord to, uh, to, to plant and to, to grow the church and to make it, uh, make it flourish. Uh, that, that was really uh, very formative for me and my thought process. One, I will say, is part of the reason why I was like, I don't want to be a church planter. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. that's not that's not that's not in the cards. That's not what I really want to want to do. I want to ease my way into ministry. Just come on staff, you know, as an assistant or associate pastor, and and then maybe one day be a senior pastor and what have you. That 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 was my that was my plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but God knew what He was doing, and so this kind of um, on the ground formative experience uh, as an intern was uh, was really priceless. Just seeing, so so I didn't so I didn't come into the church planting situation with a lot of rose colored glasses. Mm. I, I saw the 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 challenge uh, of, of, of church planting and pastoral ministry up close. It's one of the things that I am grateful to Kevin for, that he didn't hide the hardship from me. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. uh, he didn't try to make it seem all nice <laughs> um, uh, when, he, when he was worn out. He, right, he confided, confided in me, those things. So I think that was key. Uh, I will say also, the formation of my sense of ministry passion that took place during my seminary studies. So for me, I was, I was interning while also doing seminary part-time. Uh, and that uh, aspect of being able to kind of work things out theologically and have the time and the space for the Lord to really just be shaping my heart for a particular ministry passion mm. um, uh, that uh, that that I that 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 still is at the heart of my ministry uh, sense of call today, uh, which is about pursuing the ministry of reconciliation, pursuing um, cross cultural ministry, the the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace uh, in in on the ground ministry that 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 uh that uh, you see as as the local church strives to to reach across the lines of division that exist in our society and our culture that was the language for that passion uh took place during my seminary studies and so this mm-hmm. mix of being an intern in the church seeing uh seeing the uh the on the ground um aspects of church planting, the, uh, this shaping my theological thoughts, passions through my seminary studies at the time. And then the third component, brother, was really the fact, and again, I don't make my, my experience normative, but the fact that I was also 
working in a non-ministry job. My primary work that was paying mm-hmm. the bills and providing for my family was not ministry. I worked as a systems engineer for Motorola. And so the, the aspect of, of trying to work out what does it look like to be a faithful Christian in the workplace? Mm-hmm. Now, I, I wasn't necessarily thinking through that at the time fully, but looking back saying, well, well, most of the people I'm going to be shepherding and ministering to in the context of the church, that's they're going to be their life reality. <laughs> right, <laughs> they got to right. figure out what does faithfulness to Christ look like in my daily vocation. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that I had to wrestle through some of that myself um, was also formative. So all of these things kind of went into kind of how the Lord was preparing me uh, to, to, to plant uh, okay. Plant a church. Wow, that that's really good, man. I think that's going to be very helpful uh, for a lot of guys. Um, and, and it was awesome that you got to see it because many people see how uh, how I guess uh, flashy or how it looks cool right now yeah. or the thing to do. But it was good that you got that insight uh, on it early yeah. on and, 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 and knew what you was getting into. Right. Let me say this as uh, one one last piece that I. Yeah, I, I forgot to mention, and it's this. There's a thing. One of the primary things I learned is the implications of what it means when Jesus says, "I will build my church." Mm. Um, that the church, that He is the King and the head of the church. That it doesn't it really, you know, we can come up with a fancy vision and mission statement for our church. We go out to plant. This is what we're going to do and be and, and what have you. And that has value. But what it becomes in terms of who comes and who sticks and who stays mm-hmm. is not up to you. It's the, right. That's the Lord's work. That that's is true. the Lord's work. And so and so accepting that, that, that it becomes what Christ wants it to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Not what I want to be. Just like my my biological family. I don't get to choose who my cousins are, right? I don't get to say, you know, no, no, I want you to be my family. I don't want mm-hmm. you. No, you're born into that thing, right? And you right. got you got no say over it. The same is in a similar way it is with the church, particularly when you're planted. Who mm-hmm. does the Lord bring? Who does the Lord draw, right? Um, uh, what What is it? How, and then how do you then pursue faithfulness based on who he puts into that local expression of his body. So anyway, wanted to want to make sure I added that. No, no, that was that's legit. No, that's 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 a good point. Great point, matter of fact, because sometimes that's the biggest frustration is not seeing this uh well designed plan uh <laughs> come to flourishing right. and yeah. you know all right. that. Yeah. Um so for sure that was a good ad. Um let's talk about this uh this new role uh moderator yeah. of the PCA. Um, uh, let's talk about, I guess, uh, how did that come about? What are you? What are your thoughts about it? And and um, and, and I'm guessing it's historical. So uh, just just what, whatever's on your mind, dealing with that before we go to sure. our, our quick break. Sure. Well, here, here's another thing I never said I was going to aspire <laughs> to be, and that's the moderator of the Presbyterian Church in America. <laughs> right. And so uh, this really is something that developed over the years as 
my the expression of my commitment to to serve both in the local church and also to serve uh, my denomination uh, grew, and so uh, so I. Uh, you know, as a as a Presbyterian, I'm a member of of our Presbytery, which is the uh, geographic region. Mm-hmm. Churches in the geographic region uh, of uh, of the country uh, make up the Presbytery. I, I served in the Presbytery on uh, in a variety of capacities in, in our Presbytery committee, and then I began to serve uh, a few years ago on one of our permanent committees, a denomination-wide committee, our Mission to North America committee, as my sense uh, or my desire to be more involved at a denominational level began to grow and to serve the church in that capacity as well. And so when that took place, uh, there was, I guess, more exposure exposure to opportunities to serve uh, mm-hmm. in a broader context. And, uh, and we had... We began the process uh, of what culminated in 2016 with our denomination uh, making a public confession and repentance for sins committed during the civil rights era. Mm. So the PCA, uh, as you probably well know, is a majority white denomination. Mm-hmm. It is started as a uh, as a majority Southern denomination coming out of the mainline uh, Presbyterian Church in 1973. And at our 2015 General Assembly, uh, this conversation began when two of our pastors, Sean Lucas and Ligon Duncan, uh, brought forward a personal resolution calling for the denomination to repent to confess and repent of sins committed during the civil rights era. And so that took us on a year-long denomination-wide conversation from 2015 to 2016 on how we were to engage this topic. And it literally uh, was taking place across the denomination. Uh, And I became involved in that conversation. Uh, I was appointed by my presbytery to serve on our denominations, uh, on our our overtures committee, mm-hmm. which meets during the general assembly. So the process is presbytery when they want the denomination to consider things at the general assembly will submit overtures. Got and it. at the general assembly, an overtures committee made up of two members from up to two members from each presbytery make up the overtures committee, and they debate the overtures and they present those overtures with recommendations to the general assembly floor where it gets uh, voted on. And so that year we have, I think 87 presbyteries that year, 2016, we had uh, uh, upwards of 46 overtures related to this issue of confessing and repenting for sins committed during the civil rights. Era. And so that year, 2016, I served on the Overtures Committee, but I also served as the chair of the Overtures Committee, which means that I was kind of moderating our debate in committee, and then I was presenting our report 
uh, and a part of that conversation before the assembly in 2016. Um, and then following that, I was appointed to serve as the chair of our uh, Women in the Ministry of the Church Study Committee from 2016 to 2017, where we were engaging this question of trying to promote a robust and gracious complementarian practice in our um, in our denomination when it came to the the issue of women in the in the ministry of the church and so so for that second year in a row i was giving our our, our report to the general assembly that's was before the assembly and so for two years in a row i there were i was before the assembly for multiple hours giving a report mm-hmm. and so uh, and so then that became the conversation between 2017 and 2018 with people asking me if they minded uh, what uh, if, the, if I minded if, if they nominated me to serve as moderator of the general assembly, and that's kind of that's just the storyline okay. behind it, and that's nice. what happened uh, okay. in 2018, and and here I am. <laughs> that's an awesome story, man. I appreciate you elaborating elaborating on that. Um, that that is that is so cool. So we're gonna take a quick a break. More Presbyterian de- detail than folks. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> it's all good. We still love y'all. It's all good. We're, gonna take, a, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna be right back. What's up, everybody? I'm John. And I am Joe. And we are the hosts of the Pastor Discussions podcast. And we like to call it your weekly conversation on doctrine, faith, and the Christian life. Because that's exactly what it is. And because you're listening to this commercial, you have already found some bar podcasts, and we are part of the Bar Podcast Network. And new episodes of our shows drop every Monday, so we invite you to check them out. We're just a couple of rural pastors that sit down and have discussions about different topics and work through things together. And we want you to come join us in the discussion. You can find out more by visiting pastordiscussions.com or subscribe on Stitcher or iTunes. (laughs) It's good. Um, I can can edit this. (laughs) I can edit this. All right. We're back in here with my man from hailing from New York. What part of New York City are you uh, Brooklyn, from? New York. Brooklyn, Brooklyn New in York. the house. Yes, in the house. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's no, what's not up, man. the Bronx. Not the not, Bronx. Not, not Strong Island. Not, not Strong Island. I got no, you, man. Not your hand, you know? Yeah, Brooklyn. Okay. That's what's <laughs> up, man. That's cool, man. Yeah. I, I appreciate you uh, coming on the show, man. And I like to end the show uh, with what I call the bar signature questions. Uh, these are three questions that uh, I ask all my guests that are different that you probably never heard anywhere else. And if anybody ever asks mm-hmm. you these questions, they probably got it from me. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> There's a copyright on these things. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so uh, the first signature bar question is, what kind of music do you listen to, Brooklyn? Oh, man. Listen, <laughs> okay. Oh, now you should look. All right. So... The, here's the range, all right? Do it. Probably my my go-to for sermon prep, general music that I'm just in the mood for is, is jazz. 
I mm-hmm. am a, I'm a John Coltrane mm-hmm. fan, have been, you know, anything by Coltrane. I, I listened to, I just, matter of fact, they just found some secret uh, recordings that I just downloaded <laughs> just looking for that last week. Um, but then because I'm kind of quote unquote old school, mm-hmm. um, you know, 70s and 80s R&B, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, well, on my on my serious XM radio station, uh, the Groove Channel Fifty <laughs> plays in old school. Man, I got something about some cool in the gang, some Earth, Wind, and Fire, you know. Uh, and, and then, of course, there's the hip hop, right? Uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, most definitely old school hip hop. Uh, I'm not as uh, familiar and up to date with things today as my children are, mm-hmm. but they'll, they'll put me onto some things. Um, <laughs> and I have to give a, a particular shout. I love listening to my son's music. My second born son, Nabil, his stage name is so chill. He, he does it. So he does that. He's nice. Yeah. Hip hop, <laughs> uh, gospel. Um, and, uh, and I love listening to his music. So, Sweet. yeah. So that's my, uh, that's my musical preference. Nice. I did yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gotta have it's it. all good, man. It's all good. Hey, hey, this yeah. is the bar, man. You can be yourself. You ain't yeah. gotta worry about nobody judging right. you right here. That's it. Yes, <laughs> well, no, I gotta throw it in there because you know sometimes you're in that mood. That got, like, That's I true. Need, that is true. I need some gospel that right is true. I, yeah. I, I can relate. Yeah. I can relate. Yeah. Yes, sir. So signature second signature bar question is what book or books are you currently reading? Man, yeah. So boy, um, I am a couple of always too many books that I got reading in the middle of, but some things that are highlighted for me right now, um, man, I'm going to forget the author of this book, but um, title of the book is Buried in the Bitter Waters, The, the Hidden History of Racial Cleansing in America. Uh, it, is, uh, it is a book that just kind of details the how some of our locations, counties particularly in our country, uh, became um, overwhelmingly white in terms of population. That this uh, this history that stems from the early 1900s of black populations being driven out of particular counties in this country. It's just, this mm. is part of the conversation. How do we get here? So we talk, we can talk about a lot of times we talk about uh, a county, you know, this being, this being, you know, this demographic, it's Republican or it's, you know, it's this demographic, it's a majority white. Well, well, how, how did that come to be? Oftentimes, mm-hmm. you know, we will hear about things, things we know about, like maybe the uh, Black Wall Street, right? Mm-hmm. Where, uh, that, that uh, in Oklahoma, but, but this was a this was a pattern, and I'm just really even learning about myself. So there's that. Uh, there's also um, small book uh, t- titled uh, on on beauty and being just. Uh, a lot of my uh, work on cross cultural ministry, my work in racial reconciliation, and that conversation, I'm gra- I ground in this what I call this pursuit of beautiful communities. I'm doing a lot of kind of theological engagement on, on beauty and our, our striving for what I call beautiful community being grounded in the, in the truth of the beautiful community that is our God, 
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in mutually loving, mutually glorifying, mutually supporting, mutually submitting community, let that be the driving force for our understanding of what, how we are to image him as his people. And so I've been doing uh, a good bit uh, of reading uh, on the subject of, uh, uh, of beauty. So this is a small book called uh, On Beauty and Being Just. Okay. Uh, and then... Um, and then the third book I would add is um, uh, titled Roadmap to Reconciliation by Brenda Salter McNeil. Uh, I just, this is just, I'm always just trying to, to learn and hear from other voices on uh-huh. the subject of, of reconciliation. And, uh, and so that's a book that I've recently come across. So that's three. There are still a few others in the list. Right. But that's enough. I got <laughs> enough you. Okay. You that's know? legit. Yeah. Yeah. Good deal, good deal, good deal. So, last signature bar question is: All right. What podcasts or sermons do you listen to, if any? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Well, um, of late, I have been listening to a good bit of uh, the Truth Table podcast. I know those ladies do that podcast. Um, uh, and pass the mic as well. I've listened to a podcast called Q, um, which is trying to think through things um, uh, uh, from a theological perspective and the issues, the cultural issues of our day. Um, this is not really well, they're not a podcast yet, but I have for years subscribed to the Mars Hill Audio Journal with Ken Myers. Um, really, again, helping me think through critical cultural uh, cultural issues. And some terms, some brothers, some some brothers I love to hear preach. You know, as a pastor, man, um, you just sometimes want to be preached to, right? You know. Oh, of course. Uh, you know, and so um, some of some of the brothers, Kevin Smith, who I mentioned, New City Fellowship, uh, in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, a uh, good friend and brother, Albert McGowan, down in uh, Redeemer Presbyterian Church in uh, in Jackson, uh, Mississippi. Another good friend of mine, Leon Brown, who's been at Crown and Joy Presbyterian Church um, uh, in Richmond, Virginia. Um, and uh, and the guys in my network, uh, Duke Kwan, Russ Whitfield, and Glenn Holberg. Man, I I. Uh, I, I would dine on on their uh, on their preaching. Um, I, you know, man. Let me just. There's a um, there's a sense in which, even though I've listened to, right, I've I've listened to a lot of pastors, a lot of a lot of preachers, and I just love to hear guys who are not necessarily kind of big name, uh-huh. well known celebrity preachers, but guys who are just being faithful in the mm-hmm, context, mm-hmm. preaching the word of God, right? Sunday after Sunday, shepherding the people, right? If I can find those guys, those are the guys who really, you know, feed my soul. So. Got it. No, that's legit. Good stuff, yeah. man. Good list, man. Yeah. I want to, yeah. want to thank you again, man, for coming on the show and taking time out of your busy schedule. Um, man, this is a blessing. <laughs> it really yeah. is. It really is, man. 
really I'm glad is. It was in got, the next. Bro, we don't we'll have the bar on that list too, bro. Hey, <laughs> you gotta add us, man. Gotta add us. Gotta be on it. That's what's up, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so right here, man, I'm gonna give you the floor to kind of close it out. Any uh, words of encouragement to the listeners? Uh, just keep in mind this show probably won't air until August, just in case there's anything okay. announcement wise, time wise, and uh, we'll be out of here, man. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I, again, thank you, brother, for reaching out to me. I, I do appreciate the opportunity to to speak to uh, to your listeners and to hopefully be an encouragement. Uh, to them, I, I um, uh, my words are always to say, um, you know, to seek to have our identities formed, uh, not by our cultural and ethnic commitment, even though those are important, but have our identities formed by Christ, who Christ says we are, who we are in Him. Mm. Um, there's that that this is we live in a day uh, of extreme polarization in almost every aspect, certainly politically, culturally, racially. Um, and, um, and, and we can have our sense of who we are so shaped and informed uh, by our commitments outside of Christ, again, whether they be racial, ethnic, political, um, and I just encourage our folks, man, to just press against that, to 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 really hear from God's word and let the Spirit of God give you your sense of identity uh, and, and well-being. And so, anyway, I just like that's my let just to press against um, the disordered polarization of our day by by rooting our sense of identity in Christ himself. And so uh, anyway, that's, that's my word, final word. <laughs> Amen, sir. Good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. I appreciate yeah. that. Again, I want to thank you for coming on to the bar listeners. Appreciate you guys tuning in to the bar every Tuesday. Make sure you check out the rest of the bar network. Uh, we have pastor discussions with come out on Monday. You know, the bar is on Tuesday. We also have just thinking with Daryl and Virgil on uh, Wednesday. And on Thursday, we have bars, biblical and foreign spitters. Well, my man T Barlow interview uh, the Christian hip hop artist, man. Until next time, you guys, we're out of here.
What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there